What's up, everybody? Luigi here, and I'm back. Back with DadCast Games, episode 15. This is a podcast where I come in, I talk about games, talk about something interesting that happened throughout the week. I'll let you guys know about it. You guys enjoy that? I hope that you share this podcast with anybody you may know. Anyways, guys, uh, starting this week, I have a little update on this podcast. I'm going to be changing it up a little bit. I actually am going to start releasing the episodes every Sunday instead of every Saturday, only because I feel like a lot of things happen on Saturdays. And then I don't have the time to talk about it, to add it to the podcast. So like I said, like I mentioned before in other episodes, the way I do the podcast, if I see something interesting throughout the week, I'll go on the computer, talk about it. And then at the end, I'll just compile everything together and make it into one podcast episode. So if I see something, you know, throughout the week, I'll add it to the podcast. It won't all just be in one segment. So it's all just put together throughout the week. So I figured if I have a whole week's worth of time, including Saturday, which I've realized that there's things that happen on Saturdays, I'll just go ahead and add to it instead of having to wait till the next week. For the new episode, right? Yeah, right when everybody... So, when, because I've been doing that. And what happens is that everybody already heard the news. So, by the time my episode comes out, you guys already heard the news from everybody else. So, that's why I'm changing it up. So, I'm going to every Sunday now. You're listening to DadCast Games. So, very quickly, I want to talk about Hogwarts A Legacy. Um, it's a game that I played... When it released back in February, uh, like I mentioned before, I did complete the full game, 100%. I did everything, and if you guys want to hear my thoughts on it, I recommend you guys go check out episode 13. That's where I talk about it and give you my take on the game. Um, but overall, I, I thought it was very good. Um, but now, the reason why I want to talk about it is because uh, I saw a post earlier this week about... Quidditch Champions, I think that's what it's called. So it's just pretty much the Quidditch video game associated with this, I guess. And I, I don't think I mentioned it before, but it's kind of annoying that they didn't include Quidditch in the Hogwarts Legacy game. And it, it's starting to feel like they didn't do it because they knew they could make more money or, the, you know, WB or whatever the... They knew they could make more money by releasing a separate game altogether. And I don't know how that's going to go for them. Because it doesn't seem like people are willing to spend the money just like that anymore. Like, uh, or maybe just because that's how I am now. I don't know. But, um, it seems like it would have been a better idea to add it in as a, like, a DLC to it other than rather than making a separate complete game out of it but i did see that a lot of people were happy so apparently there was some leak for the gameplay footage for quidditch champions and it was on reddit by by the time i looked it up it was already gone they had taken it off but the comments that 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 post had man like everybody was hyped like everybody's like oh man like take my money 
So I'm wondering, man, how how good is this game? I I didn't get a chance to watch the the video, like the leak or whatever, but it's getting me hyped. And I don't know if <laughs> if this is something that's done purposely or maybe I don't know. But just based on the reactions from the Reddit users there, it, it looks like it's gonna be a really good game. Um, I think I saw somebody said something about it, kind of like kind of looked like Rocket League in a way and you know Rocket League is a pretty fun game but I don't know we'll see we'll see and uh, I, I just wanted to bring this up just because I did see it th earlier this week and I want to talk about it and uh, I don't know what do you guys think did you guys play Hogwarts Legacy yet do you think that they should have added Quidditch into the game do you think they should have added it as a DLC content instead of a separate game altogether you're listening to Dadcast Games Dude, what the hell is going on with these games nowadays? Like, okay, I, I'm going to go on a rant. No, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off on it. I'm going to hold off on it, but I'm going to talk about the Lord of the Rings Gollum. If you listened to last week's episode, you remember me mentioning this game, and I said that I was excited to play it. Um, I'm a, a Lord of the Rings fan, and I enjoy that series. And I, I, I was, ha you know, holding hope that this game was going to be fun and exciting um the reason being was why i was excited because i wanted to see the story of Gollum, how he escaped you know sauron and and the forces right to go over and meet up with the uh, ring bearer which was frodo and sam and i was just excited to see that part of the story right um i, I did figure like that the game was going to be a little bit more of kind of like a stealth game but man I cannot believe it. So just for reference, I didn't buy the game yet. I haven't played it, but I did see the reviews and I actually watched, um, I don't know if you guys know, Moist Critical on YouTube. That dude did like a <clears throat> gameplay of the first like maybe hour or so of the game and I watched his video and man, all the crashes, he, or I mean the crashes that he got, a lot of the stuttering that was happening. And that dude is a very like popular YouTuber, so I'm pretty sure he has a pretty freaking good computer. So, because he was playing it on the PC, right? So, if that was happening on PC, you know, imagine how it's going to run on a console. Unless the game was made for console, and then, you know, they just had a bad PC port. I don't know. I don't know, but... I don't know, man. Like I, I'm so disappointed. So what what I'm gonna do right now, I'm gonna actually go through two reviews that I saw on the website online. So for I have one that's from IGN and one that's from Tom's Guide. So if you guys get a chance, go check those out. So I'm gonna start off with Tom's Guide. Um, before I give you the verdict on Tom's Guide, we're gonna go over the pros and cons. What they said. I'm just gonna read it off the screen. And just let me know what you think, you know, like, were you excited for this game? Did you think it was going to be a good game? Did you think it was, it was going to be like, this is stupid. Why would they pick Gollum as a, as a character of all the characters, right? So that's actually one thing that came to my mind. Like, why would they pick Gollum? But at the same time, I was like, well, it would be kind of ex interesting to know how he, how Gollum escaped Sauron, right? And his forces. But let's get into this uh, review real quick. Man, I'm getting old. I can't see squad. I gotta freaking increase the. 
can't see. What the hell? I got my glasses on. Anyways, <clears throat> so here we go. So here on the on the review, we've got some pros and cons, right? So what are the pros? There's two pros that they mention here: unique premise and morality system. Those are the pros. Now we got some cons. It has dull action. It has a charmless story. It has poor visuals. And it has frequent disastrous bugs, which is what I saw in the Moist Critical video. Um, the bugs that were happening, you know, crashes and like all the stuttering that was going on, the frame rate drops and whatnot. But yeah, uh, let's get into this real quick. So I like how this review is kind of sorted out. It tells you what they review in each of the sections. So the first section is the Lord of the Rings Gollum review. It's gameplay. So this is just about gameplay. So I'm going to try to read. It's a lot. It's pretty long, but we'll, we'll read it out loud. So yeah, I guess the best way is just to read through it, right? So as you can probably surmise from his name, the Lord of the Rings Gollum casts you as a eponymous villain on a quest through the fictional land of Middle-earth, a formal hobbit corrupted by the influence of the One Ring. Gollum is not exactly a fighter, so the game's moment-to-moment -moment beats primarily resolve, revolve around being stealthy. So that's what I mentioned, right? That it's going to be kind of like a stealth game because he doesn't really fight. Even though he can, he's a freaking strong little bastard. But uh, in order to avoid enemies, Gollum must stick to the shadows, only being able to distract foes by throwing a rock in the opposite direction to lure guards away. So this is what a lot of stealth games do nowadays, right? It kind of just... You got to distract the enemies. So it's not really a new idea. So the problem is that this and moving from one dark corner to another is all there is to the core loop of Gollum. It never evolves from being beyond these basic stealth fundamentals. And within the first hour, I'd seen everything that game has to offer. So damn, that's that's not good, right? For, for a game of this caliber with the name, with the Lord of the Rings name. So it goes on to say there's no traditional combat. Gollum can't wield a sword or any other weapon. But it, in force situation, Gollum can use a very simple stealth takedown on small and specific group of enemies. Those that aren't lucky enough to have a helmet. There's little scope for creativity. If the game wants you to sneak past the guard, you must do so. If it wants you to commit murder, then you mur murder you must. So Gollum doesn't unlock any new moves or abilities as you progress through the 12-hour main story. Making matters worse are the highly restrictive linear levels. Forget the dynamic gameplay found in the likes of Dishonored and the Lord of the Rings Gollum. There is only one way to progress. You'll be punished with a game over screen if you don't follow the clearly guided route to the letter. So I hate games like this. It's very disappointing to hear that this game does that, right? Um, I remember... Like, I, I used to enjoy playing Final Fantasy games for their open-worldness and all that. But there was a point when I think it was Final Fantasy 12, Final Fantasy... No, no, Final Fantasy 13 that was on PS3. I remember I got it on PS3 where it was very linear. Like, I mean, Final Fantasy games are usually linear, but they kind of allow you to branch off to different areas right and sometimes you like branch off to an area you're not supposed to so you get your ass handed to you and i remember final fantasy 13 kind of changed that a little to where the map you had to follow that road 
right? That linear road, you weren't allowed to like get out of that because then you will encounter like the, the walls that don't let you like the invisible walls that don't let you pass that. And I started hating that, right? Like I was like, no, like, let me go over there. If I want to go over there, like, let me go over there. So hearing that this game does that, like you have to follow that path that they tell you to follow. It's very disappointing and it sucks. I really wanted to play this game. So as it goes on to say that it's filled with uh, puzzles that are functional, but mostly unexciting. So it says that the game is split into 10 chapters, roughly 60 to 90 minutes in length. And most of them are just um, fetch quests, like chores. It, it's, it says that it, it, it makes it like if you're doing chores instead of playing a video game that, you know, that you enjoy. So just overall for the gameplay, the game is unsatisfying. There's no action and it, it doesn't hold you to play the game. Like it wants, it doesn't make you want to, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I keep playing this story, right? So I, I want to jump down now to the graphics and technical issues. So visuals are another area where the Lord of the Rings Gollum comes up frustratingly short. On PS5, it's anything but show a showcase for the powerful current gen console and most of the time looks more like an early ps4 game in a few spots it sinks even lower resembling something that would feel at home on the ps3 so that sucks man textures consistently fail to load making everything from rocky surfaces to enemy armor resemble a blurry mess and this is what i came across when i played redfall when i mentioned that like it seemed like the textures were not loading up and it sucks because what what's going on with these game companies nowadays? Like, like I, I know, like I know for a fact that these developers are not trying to make shitty games. They want to make the best game out there. Right. So there's somewhere in between where, I don't know, upper management, you know, someone who's making these decisions, right. To say, oh, the game's not ready yet. Uh, let's just release it. Because, I don't know. Like, in my head, it doesn't... Like, I can't picture, I can't fathom the idea that a developer or somebody who worked on these games, on this game in particular, would be like, ah, the game's still buggy. Let's just release it, right? Like, so there, there's got to be some other authority in these decisions to just release these games in the state that they are and, and it sucks it sucks because quality has gone tremendously low in, in these new video games it sucks for for us as consumers right as gamers because we want to enjoy a video game a lot of times we play video games to to escape the reality of the shitty jobs that we may have or whatever it may be right like for me, I, I enjoy just going into a new world and exploring it and being able to do things, you know, that I otherwise can't do in real life, like fly or whatever, you know, or, you know, become a, a hero or a badass, whatever, you know. Um, <clears throat> so just, I don't know, I can't fathom the idea that a developer would be like, yeah, let's just release it. It's, it's not done, but let's just put it out there for everybody to play. So let's just, uh, I'm going to jump over to the verdict that uh, Tom's guide gave it, right? So 
the Lord of the Rings Gollum is an unwelcome throwback to the era of truly awful licensed games. It looks and plays like a movie tie-in game rushed out to meet a tight deadline. And that's true. A lot of times they used to do that, right? It used to be like this big old movie that's coming out. So they would try to rush a video game to come out, you know, in tandem with the movie. So people would get hype and buy the video game as well. But there's nothing to that effect right now, right? I think the last thing they pulled, they took out for like the Lord of the Rings was like something in... uh, was it Amazon Prime or something? I don't even know. But it's been a while, right? So continue on here. This is baffling as it was one of the first next-gen games announced in 2019 and seemingly had a long production period. But even so, it's a game that conceptually, visually, and technically screams out for additional development time. Patches and updates may squash the bugs, but with core gameplay so dull and luck- lacking, I can't see a saving grace for Gollum. I commend the team at Dave Lake Entertainment for trying something slightly different with the franchise, yet the Lord of the Rings Gollum is a joyless experience that packages together restrictive stealth and inconsequential story. An in- and inconsequential story, ugly visuals, and a plethora of technical issues. Much like the one ring that corrupted Smeagol, the Lord of the Rings Gollum deserves to be thrown into the fires of Mount Doom. And I like how he ends that, right? Um, and it sucks. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I just want to give a shout out to the editor. I guess Rory Mellon is the er- editor here at Tom's Guide. Uh, Tom's Guide is based in the UK. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to read this, this, uh, this review by Tom's guide. So what's the verdict that they gave it? They give it a one star out of five, which is not a very good score. It's even lower than freaking Redfall, isn't it? What did Redfall get? Let's see. Let me go check it out real quick. Yeah, I don't know. I think they, I think Redfall got like a two star, like one and a half stars, but (laughs) did a little... Did a little bit better than this one. And yeah. What do you guys think about the Lord of the Rings Gollum? Did you guys buy it? Did anybody buy it? Did you play it yet? And do you recommend it? Do you agree with any of the stuff that we just read on this uh, post? Let me know. Maybe I got to stop liking games or saying that I want to play those games. Because for some reason, the past two games that I've said I really want to play, like they've been crappy. Like Redfall, I was really excited for Redfall. Like, man, I'm, I'm so disappointed. And now just seeing the Lord of the Rings Gollum being this bad as well. It's like, man, what the hell? What the hell? All right, so now what I want to do, I want to go just quickly over to IGN. I do want to see what IGN rated it. <laughs> oh, snap. So we got here this review from Justin Corey's. Corey's? I don't know. So... The IGN gave it a four. Four stands for bad. The Lord of the Rings Gollum is filled with dull stealth, bad, let me try that again, bad platforming and a pointless story and does little to justify why anyone should take the time to play it. Is it worth your time? No. That sucks. So... As I, IGN rates it, there's point scales out of 10. They give it a 4. Bad. 
For one reason or another, these games made us wish we'd never played them. Even if there's a good idea or two in there somewhere, they're buried under so many bad ones and poor execution, we simply can't recommend you waste your time on it. So, they give it a four. Not a good game. So let me know. What are your thoughts? What are your opinions about this game? Have you played it? Are you going to buy it? Um, I sure as hell am not going to buy it now. <laughs> that sucks because I did want to try out the story, kind of see what, what happened to Gollum. But being that it's this bad and boring based on these reviews that I just read, I don't think it's worth me spending 50 or 60 dollars on this game how much is this game anyways is it 60 bucks or is it 70 oh no this is a 60 dollar game okay but still even so right like it's it's not worth spending 60 bucks let me know what you think you're listening to that cast games all right so if you've been listening to me rant past couple weeks two or three weeks uh, i've been talking a lot of uh, about video gaming prices right so you, you should already know that i'm not too happy with the 70 dollar price increase for video games and i think the past two weeks i mentioned that i was upset and annoyed that nintendo raised the price of legend of zelda tears of the kingdom to 70 bucks right and i said i wasn't gonna buy the game at 70 dollars, which i didn't i held my word to it i actually my friend sent me a a link to buy the game through Costco and Costco had a a sale going on and they were selling the game for $59.99 so 60 bucks so I'm willing to pay the $60 just not the 70 but if you remember last week I said you know swallow your words or whatever you know swallow your pride Luigi um, I said that Nintendo has zero reason to increase the price because of the old system that they have like a it's a dying system or whatever, but I, I, so I do want to mention though, I did start playing the game. I only played up to the part where you reached the, what's it called? Like the first temple, I think. So it's like, it's not very far into the game. It's probably like 15 minutes in, but based on that, I did realize that it's very similar to Breath of the Wild, like the controls, the graphics. Everything is very similar to Breath of the Wild, but it's fun gameplay. Like, just those 15 minutes got me hooked, got me engaged. The sound effects, the, the music was just spot on. It was beautiful, right? I enjoyed the 15 minutes that I played of that game. So, it got me wondering, right? I did say, oh, Nintendo, you this. Nintendo, you can't increase prices because your system sucks or it's old or it's, you know, on its way out. But it got me thinking, maybe Nintendo is the only company that can raise the prices of their video games to 70 bucks. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. I know you're going to be talking shit, whatever. Especially one of my friends is going to be talking shit. I, already I can already hear him in my head. But just listen to what I have to say. 70 bucks. Why, why should Nintendo now? Why did that? Like, I changed my mind all of a sudden, right? The reason is, Nintendo comes out with games that are good. They're, they're, they're complete, right? They're, they usually, they have a really good record of coming out with fin a finished product when it comes out. So their quality is usually very spot on, 
right? Uh, with the exception of games here and there, like the Pokemon game that came out, Scarlet and Violet or whatever. But other than that, like, usually their games are really spot on, right? And not only that, their games are fun. They're fun to play. It keeps you engaged. So maybe they are the only company that is allowed to increase the price of their video games because they're coming out with games that are cooked completely to perfection. They're fun experiences. And these other companies, Sony and Microsoft, right? They're coming out with these shitty games, games that are not complete. Seems like they're bringing out these games undercooked and just relying on the fact that they can fix it down the road with patches and whatnot. And like I mentioned back in January, in January's episode, I it's it's like a slap to the face to us gamers, us that are buying these games, you know, paying our hard-earned money to play these experiences, to enjoy these experiences, just to find out that it's a half-baked game that they're going to fix, you know, six months to a year down the road. Uh, I did say it before. Usually when that happens, if I buy a game or I, you know, or I see a game that I was excited to play and I see that it's doing bad or it sucks or whatever the case may be, I won't go back to it. Usually because I'm already doing other things, playing other games, enjoying other experiences, right? The biggest one that comes to my mind is um, is Cyberpunk 2077 because, okay, it's... I don't know how when it released, like how long ago, but in the past year or so, year and a half, I've heard that the game is freaking amazing because they fixed it, but I still haven't gone back to it. Even though I'm hearing a lot of good things about it, I still haven't gone back to it because I have other games that I want to play that I'm playing at the moment. And I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why that happens, but it happens to me a lot. But yeah, um, I did want to mention that um, maybe Nintendo is the only company that can release games at 70 bucks because of the experiences that you have with those games. And no shenanigans, right? They, they Nintendo truly is a company that worries about quality of their games. And I respect that. I respect that, right? But yeah, what do you guys think? Do you guys play Tears of the Kingdom yet? Are you playing it and you enjoying it? Do you agree with what I just said? Or are you pissed off? Uh, let me know in the comments. I don't I don't care if you're angry, if you think I'm a hypocrite. Let me know about it. I want to hear what you guys have to say about this topic. You're listening to DadCast Games. All right, guys. So uh, last topic that I want to talk about is the PlayStation Showcase that just happened uh, on the 24th of May, right? 2023. So I just want to go over the games that I am interested in and it's well first of all what I'm going to say is I'm going to tell you guys what I thought about the showcase and then just mention some of the games that I am interested in um, it's not going to be too long of a topic just because I do have like a reaction video on YouTube that you can check out don't forget to check me out on YouTube at dadcast games all right so what did I think about the PlayStation showcase I think it was lacking. I think 
there's not too much there that got me too hyped. Um, there were a few games here and there, but it's nothing that we haven't heard about, right? It's not not a lot of things there that were like, oh, dang, this is new or this is, you know, a little bit on the dull side. But here are some of the games that I'm excited to play when they are actually released. So first game, and this is the biggest, I think this is my most anticipated game of this year. And that's going to be Final Fantasy 16. Comes out June 22nd. Please, let's not. I hope that my curse isn't real. And that this game comes out ready and freaking banging, right? It's a good game. Uh, next game, Alan Wake 2. Uh, I remember playing the first one. Very good game. Uh, this one comes out October 17th, 2023. Um, and then another game that I'm kind of interested in is Assassin's Creed Mirage. This one comes out October 12th. And then obviously Street Fighter 6. That comes out June 2nd. Uh, I don't think I'll be getting that one right away. Just because I don't have a fight stick. And I feel like you got to play those games with a fight stick. Plus, my hands get cramped up if I play games like that where you have to do combos with your hands on a little smaller controller. So it's a lot easier with the fight stick. And unless I can, you know, I manage to get a 200, 250 bucks for a fight stick or whatever they cost nowadays, I doubt I'll be getting it. Um, what's next? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So Dragon's Dogma 2 looks freaking good. I didn't write down a release date, so I don't think they announced it. Um, then a really cool game that kind of caught my interest just because I'm very interested in RPGs is Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. I don't know if it's like a remake or this game already came out. That one looks kind of cool. It says it's going to release in winter 2023. And then there's one game that I think my kids will like and it's called the plucky squire this is from devolver digital and it's going to be releasing in 2023 so i think it just said sometime in 2023 so but yeah and then obviously just the the biggest thing that we got to see out of that was the gameplay footage from marvel spider-man 2 and man that freaking game looks fantastic um i played the first one i didn't beat it which i'm sad about um, cause it was a, t in a time in my life where like, I, I would play a game and I would just <laughs> fall asleep or get bored and I just, I would leave it. Right. Same thing happened with, uh, the Miles, Miles Morales game. I bought it. I have it on P PlayStation five, but I only played for about an hour to maybe like three hours. And that's about it. Like I didn't, I didn't go back to it. And it, I'm kind of disappointed in myself because those two games were freaking awesome games. And I just never finished them. Um, but I don't know. I, I should go back to it to play it before the new one comes out. Just, But I don't know. I, I feel like if I do that, then I'm going to burn myself out. And then when Spider-Man 2 comes out, I'm not going to want to play it because a lot of the gameplay is going to be similar to it. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, guys, uh, let me know. What did you guys think about the PlayStation Showcase? Did you like it? What games are you excited to see from PlayStation um, oh yeah, <laughs> I just remembered, uh, just one little thing I want to mention. I, I did, I was on Twitter 
and right after the freaking uh, PlayStation showcase, freaking Microsoft or Xbox came out showing that a lot of the games that they showed on the showcase were going to come out on Game Pass. So, like, freaking Microsoft is, is a savage fucking assholes, dude. Like, they don't let Sony have their, their moment. And I guess this is this is a reason why these companies are, are like, at each other's throats, right? Because, like, in a way, Microsoft really is, like, taking over this this market with their Game Pass subscription, right? Um, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Like, it was just, like, a jab to, to Sony, like, saying, yeah, well, you announced them, but, you know, they're coming to Game Pass. So if you're on Game Pass, you may as well just buy an Xbox right now or a PC, right? I don't know. That's just hilarious to me. Um, what do you think? What did you guys think about the showcase? Let me know in the comments. You're listening to Dadcast Games. All right, it's that time again. Guess that mother effing video game song. That's too long, huh? It's that time again, guys. Guess that. <laughs> Guess that song. This is a little segment where I play three video game songs. I play ten seconds of the song, and you guys have to guess what song it is. Now, I think these three songs that I picked are gonna be very simple. If you're a longtime gamer like me, an RPG enthusiast, these songs are going to be very easy to guess and let's get started with song number one you know what song that is give you a couple seconds to guess That's freaking right, dudes. One Winged Angel from Final Fantasy VII. The song just gets you hype. Just gets you hype. Uh, my wife hates this song. She says that it makes her think of like something scary. Like She thinks it's a scary song. But I like it. I like freaking hearing it. I like bumping it in my car or my headphones whenever I'm listening to video game music. Did you guess it right? Come on, man. It's one of the most iconic video game songs out there, right? This is the One Winged Angel from Final Fantasy VII. So I got this one again from Spotify. And this is by Nobuo Uematsu. This is actually from his band that they created after they made this called The Black Mages. So go check them out. Freaking awesome albums that they have. Uh, it's all on Spotify. The albums are freaking awesome. Let's go to song number two. You know this song. If you're an RPG fan, you should know this song. Give you a couple seconds to think here. That's right. That's Frog's theme song from Chrono Trigger. Man, what a freaking amazing song that is. So this song, I got it from Spotify. 
This is from the Malcolm Robinson album. So it's just a Chrono Trigger uh, soundtrack by Malcolm Robinson. You should check it out. Freaking amazing album. The whole album is freaking awesome. It's the whole soundtrack to Chrono Trigger. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. All right, let's move on to the last and final song. Song number three. know this song give you a couple seconds to think about it that's right this is the halo theme the millionaire mix freaking awesome song right there dude like just another song that gets you hype dude getting ready to go in and destroy some covenant um, the reason why I picked this song because I've been playing the Halo Master Chief Collection. And I've been trying to do the lasso runs. Uh, I've been doing the first Halo game, so Halo Combat Evolved, on lasso. So for the, those of you that don't know, lasso stands for Legendary All Skulls On. And it's freaking difficult. It's like one of the most difficult challenges out there. I'm still on Halo 1 and I plan on doing all the Halo games, which I am going to upload to my YouTube channel, Dadcast Games, so go check it out. Um, but yeah, this song, you can get it. I got it from Spotify. It's the Halo theme Mjolnir Mix by Martin O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore. So just type in Halo theme Mjolnir Mix and you should find it on Spotify. Go check it out. So how many songs did you guys get this week? Should have been an easy one. This should have been a very easy one. Uh, let me know in the comments how many you guys got. You're listening to Dadcast Games. All right, guys. Thank you guys for listening. I want to thank every each and every one of you for listening to this podcast, for sticking with me. Um, I'm trying to get better at this podcasting thing, right? So I want to hear your advice. What do you think I can do to make this podcast better? Don't forget, guys, I'm going to start uploading this podcast every Sunday from now on. Unless things change, I'll update you later on. But for now, it seems like I'm going to be uploading every Sunday. So don't forget, Dadcast Games podcast every Sunday. Um, I also want to remind you that this podcast is available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And if you're listening on Spotify, don't forget that I also leave a question for you guys to interact with. Interact with it. I see that nobody really interacted with the last couple episodes. But um, it'd be nice to see somebody interact with those. So don't forget I do leave it. Just if you're on Spotify, go to the episode that you're listening to. Scroll all the way down. And there's usually a question that I ask every one of you. So go ahead and uh, answer that question. And just the interactivity between us two somehow, right? Um, what else? Also, I'm on YouTube. YouTube forward slash DadCastTheGames. You can find me on YouTube at DadCastGames without spaces. Uh, what I usually upload there is just whatever game I'm playing. 
Um, I think right now what I'm uploading is my Super Mario Brothers 3 playthrough that I went through. Um, I was playing it and I was showing my son uh, the game. He didn't want to play it, but he watched me play through it and we had fun. I am uploading that onto YouTube right now. I also uploaded my reactions to the PlayStation Showcase. You can see my full reaction to the whole event, which was about an hour and like 10 or 15 minutes long. Or you could just see each trailer individually. I did upload each trailer individually. So you can go check that out on my DadCast Games channel on YouTube. And if you're there, might as well just hit that subscribe button. All right, let's get more subscribers on there. And with that being said, guys, I want to thank you for listening, for being here with me. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Later.